0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperds.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive, Andy. Happy Monday! Dan is echoing us <laughs> as always. Happy Monday to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Happy Monday to producer Dan. <laughs> Needs
1: to mute himself. Joining us for the audio portion of the podcast.
0: I'm um, yeah, I'm getting my echo. But uh yeah, we are
1: Thank there we sir. go. It's
0: I don't think Dan understands how maddening the echo is because he's never heard it. I'm Ooh, gonna make rough. him come in the room from the other side. I'll be the producer. <laughs> it gets me it gets me in the morning sometimes on Broadway. But no, yes, we are back. It's week two of uh season's previews and uh in a week where I said I wouldn't bet much, and I looked at the week and I said, ah, I don't know if I'm going to have much action. I have far too many uh, home run derby bets. We'll try not to talk too much about the derby, because when you listen to this podcast later on in the week or in the summer, it's going to be very uninteresting to hear us cheering for derby stuff as we go, but um, I lost a bunch of money on women's soccer this morning, and I have a bunch of track and field bets to go tonight, so I will need this distraction of the New York football Jets.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're in a losing mood, this is the right team to to get kicked off with, right? I mean, this is um, – it's been a long time since the Jets really found sustained success. And I think 2021 was not entirely – out of the like reasonable range of expectations for this team. Um, but I also don't know if you really come out of 2021 feeling like you're headed in the right direction or if it was you're just gonna holding it up as an incomplete. Um, and <clears throat> you know, the Jets have uh gone about building a, a roster, gone about Building a team in a way that is um, really, really reliant on their ability to evaluate talent, they have picked yeah. the pocket of some teams and some trades, and they uh, have got a lot of draft capital over the last couple of years.
0: I think we, we talked about that when we talked Darnold. We said like not only do the Jets make out on that because uh, you know we talked a little, oh little about boy, the Mayfield oh trade. We said yeah, they they made out on that and uh, <clears throat> and their trade with Seattle. So like.
1: Yeah, they and, and the you're right. A lot of, of what I read was, CRs.
0: it was a complete get this shit out of here because this is not what I want to work with, and that takes time. You can't just, I don't know, like you know, in other industries, I suppose you could just walk in somewhere and just fire everyone and say I'm bringing in my own guys. Like it, you just can't not field a football team or field a team of, you know, God knows what you could do if you just got rid of everyone. But essentially, at this point of all the starters, I think I read it was 22, 20 of the 22 starters are going to be, um, people that were, you know, taken under this regime. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that was right. So like it was a full clean house from the old regime. Um, we had a new coach last year and a new quarterback and it went about as poorly, but kind of predictably as it's going to go with a new coach, a new quarterback, a rookie quarterback that we didn't see a lot of in college with a shitload of bad injury luck and, a, you know, tough schedule in a full-ass rebuild. Like, this Jets team wasn't going to, there wasn't some long, you know, th- the long tail was to the under. Like, there wasn't like, oh, this team's really going to surprise. I mean, even without the injuries, that was going to be a really tough ask. And 100%. they did uh, something we talked about with the Lions was the amount of rookie snaps they got. And that's going to be a weird juxtaposition for us because we made that out to be such a positive for Detroit. And I sat there evaluating the jets today as I was finishing up some research, I struggled to like make the same kind of connections like, Oh, this team's doing it right. Because I, I think a lot of things they are doing are is right for the rebuild, but I still really, really worry about the main important offensive position. And if that isn't right, the rebuild isn't going to kick around like uh other teams. So, and and again, we have a quarterback rich draft coming up. There's a decent chance if this team just underperforms, maybe it's, it's, you know, th- that's the perfect storm. If your quarterback is bad again, you might just say, well, we're punting on this and he was bad enough where we can get a high draft pick. So I don't know, just kind of 2001, excuse me, two, th- yeah. 2021. Um I guess my full take was just it was yeah, it was bad because of the injury luck, but it wasn't gonna be good anyway. So what four I had to look for the record, I couldn't remember. Four and thirteen. Four and
1: twelve. Yeah, four and thirteen, excuse me. Yeah.
0: Four and four and thirteen got <laughs> the shit beat out of him a few times and had the weird Mike White <laughs> game. Oh, I love
1: that game. That was, the game you was talk about that uh, uh, among the highs of last year's jets. Like we can start and end with the Mike white game. Um, Mike white career
0: was... arc was hilarious last year. Cause he did, he just, he literally, uh, who was a Alex, he Alex Smith, that team to death. Like he, every me. pass was a check down pass and he yeah. still threw for, like, 380 damn yards. And then the well, next gonna, week they said, oh, he's going to do that. Like, we're not going to let him, and then it didn't
1: <laughs> work anymore. Like, oh, well, no, he, the Mike he, White he career still scored, Oh, they still scored 30 points that next week. It wasn't enough to clo- cover. They lost by yeah. 15. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a weird season for the Jets. Uh, I reflect on 2021 as 4-13 and 13 is exactly correct in terms of my – Expect, you know, my like reflection on where this team was. Um, they were, uh, on yeah, you brought up the luck, they were unlucky injury wise, but at the same time, they didn't really miss a ton of time from players who are like that much better than replacement level, anyway. Right? No, I I guess there's no pushback
0: on that would be it was clustered, like, sure, it's not like you were losing all pro players. But you lost so much on that front line on the defensive side, like that was just going to be a problem right off the bat. Like, oh my God, we have to we have to play a lot of people that we didn't plan on playing a lot here in the you know in the defensive front, and also from okay. the the standpoint of the wide receivers, like developing a new quarterback, having a bunch of wide receiver injuries isn't helping either.
1: Okay, so let me kind of go through what I remember. Um, we probably were cool on the jets last year going into the year um that's my guess I mean there was really no reason to be excited about him. we had low expectations for year one of Wilson getting a full season I didn't bet him anything to for any any positive at all and I think we were a little cool-ish on the Robert Saleh hire it was a matter of well they got a defensive minded guy and maybe he can reshape this team and his image and he seems like a leader of men character um like dan campbell ultimately has just turned you know proven to be um and he hired a guy in uh, in mike lafleur to run the offense that kind of fit the mold of if you're going to build a team with the defensive you know defensive minded guy at the head coach position then you need a someone who is at least has some innovative aspects to their football mind uh on the offensive coordinator side and michael floor had an up and down year i'd say mostly down um but it was not a good roster last year and we knew that and you looked at their schedule which was tough and you circled a couple games where they had huge advantages from like a rest and uh, situational standpoint and that was the titans game that was the bengals game Um, And then they had, you know, decent advantages over the likes of the Texans and the Jaguars in terms of those are the only teams they played where they had a better roster than the opponent. Um, And those are their only four wins, the two advantageous spots and the two bad rosters that were on their schedule. Yeah. They beat a couple of
0: division champs and then they beat two bad teams.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) It
0: was, it was Um, an uneven year. I, I don't want to, and just like, again, all I have to base this on is 2021 which we saw was a, a tough you know rookie quarterback rebuilt right in the middle of a rebuild I don't want to have a strong opinion on Robert Sala yet nor,
1: no more, I don't
0: LaFleur. I, I don't think we can I, I mean, you know what though I, I think as we see this season progress I'll be quick to build one this year though
1: okay well let me pitch this the fact that you had a year one co- coach in Saleh the fact that you had a young team with Wilson kind of rounding out his rookie campaign, and yet you still couldn't really cover games in December, or January, is that or not not a red flag to you? Because like they couldn't even overperform when there was no stakes in games like Week 18 against the Bills or. Um, you know, week uh, week fourteen against the Saints, week fifteen against the Dolphins. Like they couldn't even really give you a competitive effort, even as they were rounding out their season and their guys started getting some reps together. Um, is that a problem for you, or are you thinking like it was always going to be a lost cause this year, no matter what? So we still have to hold on.
0: No, I, I I don't really have a problem. and I think it was probably again for the best. They were able to go up and get a guy like Sauce and. Add a big piece to, uh, and again, it's probably nice for a rebuild because we're going to mention this plenty of times when you talk about young defensive backs, but like, I really like Sauce. I really like him as a long-term prospect. I, th- I think that was a really nice grab at a big position of need for them. But we've seen time and time again, it's really hard for a corner or a safety to step in, especially when they're asked to be a star- in the starting role like we saw with gouda at that same spot a few years ago. I believe he was the third spot. Yep. Um, Yeah, that was so, they thought we were taking Tua, but we went with a corner, but it's so hard for a guy to just step in and make a really big impact year one. So if this secondary stinks, but he gets a lot of reps, it it just, it's beneficial in the fact of, well, we're gonna get more high draft picks and then year three of this rebuild we can really see a decent step forward as like the offensive line didn't play horrible at times. And, you know, we saw some flashes of Wilson. We just need to, you know, the coach, that's on the coaching staff. Like we saw him try to play a little bit of hero ball here and there. And it's like, Hey buddy, you're not playing like coastal Carolina today. This is, (laughs) this is, this is Buffalo. We can't, we can't pull this shit. So
1: yeah, no, no.
0: If the coaching staff can mold him a little more this year, then Maybe a step forward, but again, if I'm a chess fan, I'm, I'm begging for like, Hey, we saw some glimpses, but we lost a lot of close games again.
1: Cause it's not,
0: this is not a complete rebuild yet.
1: Well, I think that's actually going to be the test. Do they cover this year? Because the story of the jets in 2021 was a team that could not cover. This team could not give you a competitive effort for four quarters. Like we came into the season, eyes open. Zach Wilson's going to make mistakes. He's young. He's, he was especially young and especially inexperienced considering where he came from and the lack of kind of college reps at a meaningful, you know, meaningful, high leverage situations. Uh, and, you know, they had a defense that was built on the, you know, around a player in Carl Lawson, who they bring in as a free agent, who never took a, didn't take a snap for them last year because of the, uh, was it an Achilles, I believe, in in camp? Yeah. Um, And so you had a defense that was tilted in the first place to to the pass rush, making up the making up the uh, the fact that you had bad coverage and then you lost your pass rush. And so then it went from a, a sketchy defense to just a bad defense. The secondary was ima- like like hysterically bad. I'll never forget talking to some of our Jets friends last year in the preseason. And they're like, don't believe the hype about the Jets wide receivers because they're going up against the Jets secondary and those guys are making them look good, right? And that stuck with me throughout the entire season because the secondary for the Jets was so bad last year that they made a lackluster group of wide receivers look good in camp. And they made a lot of other wide receiver groups look good over the balance of the season. Um, and the handful of games they won were pulling teeth uh, and they needed help and they barely got across the line. And then the hand most of their losses were lopsided. They gave up 45 points back to back weeks against the Colts and the Bills, 54 points to the Patriots. Oh, oy, oy, oy. not a competitive effort in what was ultimately a seven point game against the Falcons in London um, shut out by at the, at the Broncos 26 zero. And that was a Broncos team that ultimately missed the playoffs Um, So this was like a bad team that you expected to be bad that played poorly. And if 2022, if they are ultimately not a 500 team, but they are at least flirting with or covering, you know, the the significant spreads that we are currently looking at on the the look headlines, then I think you can maybe start talking yourself into a team that is figuring things out. Um, I'm fine with letting a guy like Wilson make mistakes last year and using this offseason to try to train him up and kind of make sure he's learning from those mistakes. But it was genuinely concerning that the offense itself looked to play with more spunk in the games with Mike White or Johnson under center, right? That was like you look for those like kind of small things like like is the offensive line playing a little better today? Like the wide receivers like a little happier, a little uh, popping up after getting hit like a little bit quicker, getting back to the huddle. And like it felt like they knew they had a better chance to win any given game with White or, uh, you know, or Johnson under center. And those quarterbacks are not good. Um, And so that's pretty concerning.
0: Yeah, I think. And I've been wrong before, and we did this. We buried, we buried Josh Allen. And to be fair, I'm trying to think of something else in sports that is just like transcended like normalcy because quarterbacks, you just have not seen how many dozens and dozens and scores and hundreds of quarterbacks have come into this league and just not produced. It's, it's so hard to become an elite quarterback and you see these guys come in and they, they, you know, a lot of them are just, they're good off the bat or they have, you can tell. And then you see these guys like, oh, like this guy, just not going to get it. Like, Hey, guess what? Akili Smith, you're not going to be in the league long. And Josh Allen was like, man, this guy's physical and he's gifted as a runner. He's got this arm, but man, he he just misses guys by like 10 yards wide open in the end zone. And people hadn't fixed that in the past. And that's, I mean, essentially, some of the stuff, and I won't get too deep into the, you know, the analytics, we'll get into that, I guess, maybe later when we talk about him, is just it's not the same kind of rebuild, but like some of what we saw from Zach Wilson, it's like that big of a jump. If you if you're thinking like the Jets will be good with Zach Wilson this year or later in the, you know, in the cycle of this rebuild, you're expecting a similar kind of jump. And I think his ceiling is probably just like replacement level i don't know yeah. if, i don't know if he ever quite skits there it's one of those things where it's like man we saw we just didn't see a lot of this in college and that that was josh allen too. it's like fuck he played in wyoming what you know what are we what are we going to take away from playing in that conferencing and those kind of teams yeah you can see how far he throws the ball but it was uh yeah i i think i'm out i think i'm just out on him
1: and, okay, so and, where, so in the pantheon of makes it doesn't make it this year in terms of proving himself as a viable option, you're out. That sounds like 80 20. You think he fails?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a fair, fair assessment. Wow. Okay. I think we did similar to maybe I'm just trying to jinx him into a, uh, Josh Allen-esque. <laughs> re,
1: re, reborn from... Well, what field. do we care? We don't care about the Jets.
0: I know, but <laughs> I like, what's I what's like to see people um, play well. But And then now he's in... Again, so I don't think he has the skill set or the acumen or whatever it is, the it, to be a high-level quarterback. And now he's in the news for all this shit. Like you said already, the, it's not like he had the locker room around him. Like it's one thing when the rookie quarterback comes out and the old wily vet comes in and like, Hey, guess what? And you know, it was Flacco in one situation with the jets over the past couple of years. Like, you know, you you get an old veteran that comes in that knows what he's doing. Sometimes the team will be like, they'll respond to him. Even if it's a short period of time. And you know, it's, it's, you know, this isn't going to be like some long-term fix, but the team plays well under a veteran, but like Mike White is not that guy. No, that bodes are... very poorly, I think, for Zach Wilson. Like just like you said, it did seem like the team was like excited that Wilson was on the sidelines. And that yeah. really, really stinks for this offensive rebuild because I do like these receivers. I like some of the, you know, I said there was injuries. There was, I, I, I like them for upside. There is a non-zero chance that none of these wide receivers turn out to be top 10 guys in the league ever. Yes. In fact, that there's a good chance like that. But sure. There's there's a decent chance that they have like four top 20 guys on the roster. You know that that's like the the ceiling. All of these I'll guys go top both,
1: 30. Four top thirty.
0: I guys. I, I, I want to go like top 20 in a position. Like top twenty okay. on the top twenty okay. slot guy. Okay. You have okay. two top twenty outside guys. Yeah top thirty overall maybe is fair. Like all of these guys have flashes we've seen a lot of it and barrios davis and drafted another one so
1: yeah and they bring think, in the tight end uh from cincy too
0: yeah uzama's they were horrid at the tight end position in fact i think they just straight up didn't throw to tight ends last year because yeah i, I, I don't even know who their most
1: targeted who was even their most targeted tight end was a tyler croft
0: probably yeah here from the football outsiders the jets were tied with Buffalo for last place on how often they threw the tight ends. like they just didn't because they didn't have good tight ends. Uma's is, is the real deal like Uzuma's yeah. very good so I think you have a good receiving core. you have an offensive line that's decent and that's you know when the quarterback doesn't work out, it feels like a giant waste. And I think that's where we might be at with this. So I don't know. What do you make of the old MILF Hunter?
1: Uh, the old MILF Hunter. I'm at sixty five thirty five. 35 It's not going to work. I think that, and partially, I'm leaning on likes of our friends like Thor and some other folks who really evaluated him closely in college, who kind of pointed out that he had two levels of performance that were pretty stratified. When he was going up against a lead competition, he did not have it. And when he was going up against the dregs, he was amazing. And that kind of glossed what you know what put, you know, that that kind of a signature at the college level does not portend to NFL success in general. Um, and so I'm I'm not quite as bearish as you as 80 20-ish, if that's right. I put those words in your mouth, so by all means correct me. But yeah, I'm like maybe like 65-35, it doesn't work. But I'll tell you what is very, very sure. And that is there are no excuses to be had with this offensive um depth chart. This is a good offense on paper outside of the quarterback position. Kind of is. Period. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, like, the the period. only
0: position I think you're you're truly deficient will probably be the only position that truly matters. So yeah, like a good young wide receiver core, decent running back options, a decent catching option out of the backfield. You added a You know, a tight end who's – I mean, his ceiling is could be a top five tight end. And then your offensive line is fairly decent, coming together, getting healthy. So, yeah, it could be a – it could just fall. The failures of this team may fall squarely on this young Morbin shoulders.
1: Yes, and – but at the same time, like going back to what you said sort of off the jump, I don't think from a Jets standpoint you are – pressing the ejecto cedo button if it doesn't work for zach wilson this year right like if that's your weakness and you have no plan b in place this year none <laughs> if the, if it does not work with wilson you are going to lose many games and you are going to have a high draft pick in a draft that has some bona fide quarterback options and so you could either Flip those draft choices for a quarterback that exists or take another shot on a guy. But uh, I do worry a little bit that if it does not work this year, if it is clear that Zach Wilson is not the answer, then Joe Douglas, the general manager, is going to be under enormous amount of pressure. And I hate it when guys are on losing franchises and they, you know, they are now all of a sudden facing enormous hot seat pressure at the general manager position. And the quarterback is the problem. Like that's usually when you know mistakes compound mistakes as far as decision making goes, right? Yeah, we've we've talked so, about
0: that a few times with front offices and how they build teams. It's like, hey, guess what? The the moves that this guy's going to make <laughs> next year, they're not going to be, be
1: that.
0: Yeah, they're not no. going to be for the best of the team. They're going to be for the best of his keeping his job for like two extra years and getting that nice salary and setting himself up to you know, take a year off and bounce back as assistant GM somewhere else. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree. I think he has an extra good year. roster I, I mean, he, he ought to because I guess, number one, I don't know how much like the fan base and the, you know, everybody seems a little beaten down even the ownership group, like, like in terms of like what they're actually even expecting out of any of this. And so there might not be a ton of pressure that would be good, I guess. Um, but I also think that anyone looking objectively looks up and down this roster, both sides of the roster, frankly, and says that this is, you know, considering where we were, there are some talented pieces here. And a lot of those were drafted or acquired by Douglas outside of the quarterback position. And, If you are going to say, well, he made the mistake in terms of who he selected in that draft, and then you were going to hold him responsible for it, and he loses his job because of it, then I guess you want to operate that way. That's your prerogative if you're an owner. Um, But there is enough positives. There are enough positives up and down this roster, I think, that you can say, okay, well, maybe he doesn't have the quarterback figured out in terms of evaluation, but he's got the rest. Because... They had a great draft, frankly. It was uh, it was an extremely productive draft in terms of plugging holes. They got guys who can contribute on day one in Gardner, Wilson, and Johnson. Um, and, you know, they didn't – you know, I don't love taking a round two running back, but when your running back room looks like theirs does, then go for it. I don't care. And, you know, I think – Getting young legs is never really a bad idea. Um, And overall, the players that they lost and let let, walk out the door aren't really moving the needle for me one way or the other. Uh, And the players that they added are all relatively solid. Solid looks. Big upgrade at tight end. Um, You know, decent upgrade at uh, the cornerback position. Uh, And, uh, yeah, if you hit on Sauce Gardner, then all of a sudden your defense goes from bottom three to, you know, kind of the Fifteen to twenty-five range, uh, and you take a little bit of pressure off your your offense from not making mistakes. But um, you know, I think uh, at the end of the day, the process looks sound outside of the one potential looming mistake of the quarterback evaluation in that loaded twenty twenty-one NFL uh, quarterback draft.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say too, like the Brees Hall. Um, you know, as, as I started to go through, maybe looking for some long shot rookie of the year, it's like this is just not the kind of team that's going to set up for anything like that. Like, no,
1: I don't even think so. Either. Again,
0: if you look, this schedule had some soft landing spots last year. It's, it's not. Uh, there's not going to be enough of those where he gets the usage. <laughs> like again, you're you're going to be throwing a lot. So I, I'm not sure in what world, like there's enough situations where you're just running the ball late with this always. guy and, and he, you know, he, he shows out. So it's going to be, no, he's, gonna he's going to have a
1: role for sure. He's going to have a role, but so, so is Wilson, frankly, like, I don't think you can take Wilson or even though these are players that I've have high grades on Wilson or hall is not, they are not in the running for offensive rookie of the year, but in my mind, um, you know, there's just too many mouths to feed, which is, and no one to feed them. Yeah. That's I like kind of... <laughs> Wilson, but, uh,
0: uh, but I had to cross him off too. I don't yeah. have that many rookie of the year. Like the rookie of the year is incredibly tough this year.
1: I got and a I rookie of just... the year bet that I made today after talking to Will and Pat Carine on the podcast I did this morning that I'm pretty excited about. And I'll save it for when we get to that team but uh, it's I
0: I, I think I posted them when I played it, but I played one short one and one long one, and then one hilariously long one who, which I will bring up later in this podcast, I guess, because it does, it does drive with this one, but um, yeah. So the defensive, the defensive side of the ball, like you said, the secondary was rough. We added a rookie. We added some pieces. The the pass rush, like I said, cluster injury missed a lot of pieces. I think the pass rush is going to be good this year. And should be dinks because where's where's the pass rush help you when you're helps leading you put game, away a game?
1: Yeah, <laughs> helps you put away a game.
0: When you're not the kind of team who's leading a lot of games, you know, a good pass rush might go underappreciated, maybe is the word for it. But I do think they have a solid rotational, like six guys who are gonna be able yeah. to kind of do it from all over. And you know, they're they're gonna be good in the pass rush and yeah. still weak in the secondary so and I i'll think, save my next thought for how i'm attacking this team because i have I, a i have, I have
1: a thing agree. i like about this team oh, well i'm interested to hear but um i mean it, they're not going to be a team that i'm making a lot of halftime bets on a lot of live bets on just because they're not playing in primetime very often um and i know that's not a good reason not to, to make halftime bets on a team um but i definitely focus more and try to have a stronger opinion on teams that we'll be doing shows for um and they're not a lot of those on their schedule. Uh, but at the same time, I like that point, which is if you come into a game and your offensive skill position players in your offensive line are winning their 1v1s and Zach Wilson is having a good day, a day where he's not making the backbreaking mistakes, you could play with a lead in the second half of a game in the fourth quarter of a game, at which point in time, this defense is good enough to help you put away that lead, right? Yeah, that's and- fair. And then the other side of the coin is zach wilson's having a shit day your guys aren't winning their one-on-ones and this defense is getting still enormously scrutinized in the back half especially even with the additions they made even with the investments they made because they're a year or two away um the one thing i wanted to uh i guess the one thing i wanted to get your opinion on the defensive side of the ball robert sala and the defense coordinator Jeff Ulbrich. Did they leave the good defense in San Francisco because it was a talent thing, or will we at times see a defense this year that is resembling uh, that San Francisco defense that made it to the Super Bowl?
0: Like I said, I think they just had so many injuries on the on the front. You know, your front seven was so beat up, it was really hard to evaluate. Like, did they make us did they take a step forward on defense this year? And again, they they didn't have a great schedule, which is still wild, wild that they beat the Bengals. Like the, the Bengals and the Titans game are so goofy for me. Even the I think I feel like they kept it close with. Tampa late in the year as well they had some goofy games which didn't make a whole lot of sense obviously they had the some quarterback scuffling around but the I think it's very hard for me to evaluate what the defense did last year and like I said this is a big uncertainty team for me where I probably won't I probably won't uh make a lot of big proclamations about Salah the management, the rebuild, until I see a few games this year. It's like, what have we worked on? Where do we have Zach Wilson? Where do we have this defense? And can the secondary just like – you know sometimes you know a team is bad at a positional group, but they do a great job of hiding it. Like they yes. do other things. They scheme, they scheme away from it, where they're able to just hide a bad secondary by having – like, really good scheme with their off ball coverage with the linebackers, or the you know, the, the way they're lining up their front seven and you know, getting help to the guys who need it.
1: You're if kind of describing to, the Robert Sala San Francisco unit.
0: This is this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they were able to do oh, things okay. with that, that you know, that outside pass rush that were again, they had some yeah, big names had, that were helping that. But, yeah. The so the pass rush was doing things that were helping other parts of the team, and yeah, if, if I see that from this team, I am a buyer on the New York Jets this year. And not to say like oh they're gonna go ten and seven and they're gonna make the playoffs, it's not a thing. If they have a tough yeah. schedule and they have a bad quarterback. I'm way more interested in seeing this defense take a step forward because I just I'm not hope, holding out hope for Zach Wilson to do much. And again, maybe we should pull the schedule up to show just how yeah, dire, let's look at it dire things are. I guess.
1: Zach Wilson and the milk, you made the milk joke about Zach Wilson. Do you think that impacts at all the way that he is viewed in that locker room? Or do you think that in general, his quality of play dictates his leadership at this point? I don't think most
0: guys care like what you do in your personal life, unless you're a real shithead and like you're committing crimes. There's no law against banging older ladies it's what you do in your personal life is completely up to you if it's within the bounds of the laws and consensual. So I don't think people care. um, If he steps up more as a leader and starts playing better, I think that's going to be a way bigger deal than uh, anything he's done. But, you know, what what he, what he does between the tackles is more important than what he does between the sheets. So I will, I, I
1: will, I will only say it puts a little gasoline on the fire
0: yeah if he's bad
1: it doesn't yeah Yeah. right right (laughs) if he's bad it hurts if he's good maybe guys are looking at him a little differently I don't know tough for me to really say but he needs to be good (laughs) and I don't know that 10 games in a row where you're a dog helps you (laughs) at any, any stretch of the imagination this is a lopsided schedule where the beginning of the schedule is extremely challenging Uh, in terms of quality of opponent. Uh, The AFC East draws the AFC North this year. So congratulations. You get to play real big-boy defenses in Cleveland, Cincy, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. And, oh, by the way, the Jets get all four of those in the first four weeks of the season. How about that for a weird scheduling quirk?
0: Well, yeah, not like we said, start naming Defensive Player of the Year Um candidates from the top
1: sure miles garrett, I mean, is it, um I mean, tj watt that's yeah, um, Watt
0: garrett like yeah you're, you're facing yeah. you're gonna put that new newfangled offensive line to the test right away you're, yeah you're gonna play some tough defenses some tough pass rushes um
1: really good coverage cor- from baltimore with a healthy secondary week one
0: yeah um, it's a quarter yeah. stat, sacks or a quarterback stat and we'll i think that'll be on display here if we see uh wilson taking some heat
1: so. i don't i don't have any problem saying all four defenses in the a in the afc north are they, fin- they i think all four finished the season top half and i think three of them finish the season top 10. which is a really really yeah. really really tough way to start your season if you are a second year quarterback that is l- desperately trying to find some footing in this league, some proof that you belong at this level that's not how you want to start you want you want a much softer landing than that. And they just did not get afforded that at all. Um, They do at least don't have, they do presumably get Cleveland at a point in time where their starting quarterback is suspended, potentially. Um, They get Baltimore at a time when Baltimore is going to be figuring out things on their offense in terms of roles and responsibilities, which may help their defense look better than expected in weeks one and two, maybe even week three, maybe four. I mean, there's potential here for the offenses that they face in the AFC North to give them some breathing room. Um, But again, they are going to need, if you know, if you're getting, if you're coming out of the first four weeks of the season, two and two as a New York jets, which is kind of where you need to be for people to feel like things aren't already going down the toilet. You're going to need to win those Cleveland and Pittsburgh games, which are on the road and which you are going up against a bona fide defense. And those are tough asks.
0: Yeah, have fun with that
1: <laughs> and then it's funny to too because
0: there there is some softness later in the schedule and yeah not just not just detroit jacksonville seattle but like miami and we'll get to them wednesday that's a massive question mark miami has a huge swath of possible like where they end the season yeah. yeah the range of outcomes for miami is huge like if the jet, this is, and this is not like hot take, Andy, but the the Jets hitting like their seventieth percentile positive, and Miami hitting their thirtieth positive negative, in the range of outcomes, has the Jets favored in that game heading to Miami? Like the Jets as a one point favorite is not out of the realm of possibilities. If Miami just, you know, if the two a thing just doesn't work, if you're full like two a negative. You know, guys, you, I know there's plenty of people that have been on that train for a while, but like Miami, you know, there, there could be a bunch of wins at the end of the season, which would stink if this team isn't that good. And they end up moving up and have to draft like 12th or something, a la, you know, so many teams that we've seen do that before and miss out on just tanking to get one more, one more great piece to finish this rebuild. But you know, other than that, it is a, yeah, like you said, brutal, brutal start of the season. We'll see how good Denver is, I guess, but that's still not a good spot. And a bunch of rest disadvantage spots for him. You can see all that all those big orange spots, especially late in the season. A couple of nice, nice ones, but the again, the green one, it's against Miami. Like I don't know what that game's gonna be against Cincinnati. Like that is uh an explosive offense, especially in the passing game. Have fun with your your new young secondary taking care of that. So Outside of you know Chicago and Jacksonville, not a lot of super advantageous spots that I like for this team. So not hopeful.
1: Yeah, no, you got got season donk totals
0: probably about right.
1: You got donked on rest. You got to play Pittsburgh, Miami, Mini, and Buffalo all with uh, the Thursday bump, Thursday to Sunday bump, which sucks for them. I mean that that those are the spots that I am the most keen on seeing who got screwed, and the Jets got screwed on those. So now Um, you're at a preparation disadvantage and rest is the yeah they play four a,
0: times playing off the mini playing teams coming off the mini by a couple times that sucks like that sucks yeah, for them
1: yeah. um the travel stuff is weird uh, they got to go at green bay at denver back-to-back weeks which are two tough trips in a row in terms of uh just you know uh, being being ready to play <laughs> feeling good on a given day similarly um back-to-back at mini at buffalo buffalo is not as big of a trip in years past I would have highlighted that with a brighter orange but who cares if you're just going from New York to Buffalo but uh quality of opponent matters obviously there and then yeah they finish the season with that Seattle at Miami two tough trips back to back go play in the heat and you know and the and you know and finish off your season down at the beach uh you know definitely going to give you get an honest effort out of the out of the boys in that one right um so it's uh it's not a great schedule frankly no. and um That, to me, spells a very specific way to approach this team from a future standpoint, which is not to bet on them at all to do anything good (laughs) (laughs) at the the outset of the season, Um, but to lay in wait and hope that the market overreacts and hope that there is some selling even beyond. Because right now, uh, the market power rankings, you want to guess where the Jets are? Because uh, I think a lot of people would tell you this is kind of a – Kind of a buzzy team, right? Yeah, like people would say there's a, little, a little, bit of, little bit of positive buzz about this team. You would agree with that?
0: I've seen it just from I don't know people talking and yeah, in the, in the the market out in the streets there's a little bit of buzz. But I have them as a negative six. Like
1: they this. are right now, their market power ranking minus three and a half points. Okay, so you're colder on them than the market is. But that not minus three and a half. Uh, and again, this is always the case teams tend to be bunched together a little bit more tightly at the onset of the season. Then ultimately they get spread out as you kind of get four weeks of information about them. Um, They're the 26th ranked team uh, just ahead of Seattle, which I agree with just behind Carolina, which I agree with. I think 26th is probably about right for this team, considering who the quarterback is. Um, And I've started
0: them lower with, you know, there's there's okay. people there's teams in my power rankings that are anchored harder. Like it's going to take a lot for me to move this team up or maybe down. The Jets. that's uh, we do this uh, in our fantasy football draft. Like uh, we have the board with the stickers. Yeah. And then after the draft, we may, there's like ten trades that get made that night, and as the beers flow. And sometimes when a guy drafts a player, another guy will say, "Don't put that sticker on too hard." <laughs> like well once you give up all your trade uh like you're obviously trading for them then but it's one of those where i i didn't i didn't push the sticker down too hard on the jets like i am willing to make a decent size adjustment if this defense comes out and plays well so even in preseason and zach wilson shows anything but right now they're negative six
1: okay so i'm i'm pretty close to you i'm like at five and a half ish market three and a half so basically we're saying the market is a little warmer on this team than they ultimately will be and i think if we're talking about them get one and three oh and four out of the gate and if they aren't covering those spreads against the afc north then they're gonna there's gonna be net downward momentum for how the market rates this team and it could be could push them to the six six and a half range at which point you get into the softer portion of the schedule. Um, You get a couple of spots where you're going up against other teams that I think are a little overrated like green Bay and Denver. Um, And maybe you're a a bet on team uh, kind of the middle, later portion of the season. Um, That sound reasonable to you.
0: Yeah. We'll take a quick look at the odds before we kind of close up shop on the Jets on how we're maybe attacking or not attack. Sometimes the best, a plan of attack is to put the money in your wallet and put your wallet in your sock drawer, <laughs> and then not get any money. And that that should have been my strategy this morning with women's soccer. But that's life. Yeah, the the Super Bowl, the AFC. Those numbers are not long enough, not big enough. Even the the East no. price, like with the, with the Bills. Like, what would it it would take? You know, a Josh Allen injury. And then a 90th percentile kind of season from the Jets, Steven Sniff, making some sort of relevance in this season. Everything would have to work. Making the playoffs, 7-1 to one is probably – I mean, again, it's the AFC. There's There's maybe too many good teams in the AFC to be taking flyers on a team like the Jets when you have such a heavy middle class and such a clear upper crust of like three or four teams. Like it doesn't leave a lot of spots available. That's that's intriguing though. And then, like you said, the the win total, juicy over five and a half, or a juicy under six and a half, probably fair. Mm-hmm. Where, and again, I said I want to see how this team plays on on defense. But a lot of the things that I am bullish for, revolver on this young receivers room, bringing in Yuzuma, and Zach Wilson being even half decent. Sure. If we see if we see that and Sauce Gardner struggles and the secondary struggles, like it's probably a bit of an overs team for me. Or I don't think the market's rating this offense high off the bat. Or if, if we see some things in the preseason or early on, it might be an over. It's a live over team for me. That's about all I have for the Jets. Like, you know what? If if we can see, you know, if we can see a team that, and like you said, this is the kind of team that would cover some spreads as well. But if you see a team that can get this offense moving a little with th- with the passing game, and then still can't, like, oh shit, they got within a score of us again. Now we have to. Hey, we're the good team playing the Jets. Now we have to go down and score again. If they can keep pressure on the teams they're supposed to lose to and force them to score 28, 31, for sure it's going to be a super fun overs team. It's like, hey, that's super fun. I made so much Jets. I made so much money on the Jets this year. How? They're 0 5. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) they're scoring 22 points in their losses.
1: There's a bunch of over games on their schedule. Cincinnati week three looks brilliant. Uh, Miami week five is probably going to be a nice over spot. Denver week seven, solid over spot um buffalo it's great over spot uh yeah i i agree with that and actually if we can if if they if the offense looks especially you know struggles early going up against some of these elite defenses we're referencing then that even you know that that helps crystallize this angle even more
0: yeah that's that's kind of my final take on the jets is i will be okay, i hate you know like pushing for something when you when you put these things in your mind be ready to throw them in the fucking garbage <laughs> don't, don't force us just because Too you're late. you late you already
1: said you bet you already said you're betting overs you said i know um, but
0: i'm i'm, I'm ready to pull the plug and bail on this right away and just not ever bet a jets game this year which
1: um is not, which is fine is i guess what what level of uh You know what level of tight you know I I reference like kind of putting bands around teams in terms of you know not adjusting and the velocity at which you make an adjustment on a rating is unique for each team. Some of them you have relatively high certainty on, you're just not going to budge. And I think honestly, there could be some games that Zach Wilson surprises you in the first six weeks of the season. And how do you not get tricked, right? or what is the you know kind of what is going to be the characteristic about this offense looking to quote unquote come together uh that uh that kind of sells you on okay i need to adjust this team up from the minus 6 range to the minus 3 range
0: really i don't think you're going to see the sec- the the receivers like be the problem if they're not as good as i Hope they are. That's so be it. I still think they're going to be decent. I think really how I'm going to be tricked is like if they're winning despite Zach Wilson. Like if he's making oh, okay. poor. If they're making okay. poor if it, His decision making drives everything around this. If he's making poor decisions, and they're just hey, they've had good luck facing other teams and have some injuries in game or fumble luck or turn you know just turnover luck in general or. You know, just a, a little bit of big play here, big play there that isn't sustainable. And Zach Wilson is still making poor decisions, but they're like two and two. It's probably not a spot where I'm i am ready to buy this team. Like, he has to have good decision making for me to get excited about betting the Jets. And again, that that's, goes for the offense, too. If I want to bet this team as an overs team, he has to be making good decisions because I want that offense humming along just again losing every game but scoring like 22 and a half points a game that would be God. a great jets team for me
1: i would it would i was hopeful we would get that jets team last year and there was there was total chaos out of the gate 14 points 6.0 points zero points their first three weeks Uh they didn't really find their stride offensively as we mentioned until the mike white <laughs> experience uh, and then after Mike White experience was over, they only ever got to 26 points in their win against the Jaguars. Otherwise, they were like in the 17 point range of most games. So they need to find that one more touchdown. They need to get from 17 points a game up to like the 24, 23, 24, uh, at which point this is a team that I'm finally willing to bet on and or and or back uh, against the spread. Um, <clears throat> any final pat, final thoughts on uh, the New York Jets? And uh, I guess I'll I'll ask you one passing one one out one question to get out here. Uh, how at what year are we bullish on the Jets making the playoffs when we're doing our NFL previews? What's the what is the calendar year? Uh,
0: I think there's a decent chance it's next year.
1: You get, Either because you get, Wilson stops sucking, or because they draft a good quarterback, or because they get a Jimmy G ish type quarterback in here. Like how yeah. How, I, yeah.
0: I think there's a non zero chance that the replacement for Zach Wilson, if that's the route that this ends up going, is not from the draft. I think there's a decent chance that it might be a trade for somebody at that point.
1: So I'm not sure what the so give me your reaction. Uh because they have draft uh, capital. Zach Wilson gets a little banged up in the preseason. The Jets pull the trigger and trade for Jimmy G. What is what is now your rating on the Jets? I probably I
0: probably have to bump them a point and a half. I two mean, points. it looks a lot
1: like the freaking Niners at that point. Yeah, I'm not a lot super. Like I'm not super sold on Niners.
0: Jimmy G. Ever, but
1: uh, no, no it's, me neither. But he's that's a big gonna, step up. Yeah you're at like a league average rating at that point? Six point difference between... No, 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 no. Coming into a new system like
0: that, I'd move him up two and a half off the get-go.
1: It's not a new system. It's Michael Floor.
0: It's fair, but still, it's a whole new group of guys. Like if they just bring him in, it depends when they bring him in. If they brought him in like right now and it looked like it's working out, like, yeah, he's, he's a four and a half point upgrade
1: if they consulted you and said, we're considering this, we have to give up virtually nothing for Jimmy G and it could totally change our outlook on this 2022 season. What would you tell them to do?
0: I'd probably pull the trigger I I love a known quantity (laughs) over, uh, over, a you know, a a wish and a prayer. Hmm.
1: It's a really interesting hypothetical.
0: little thought exercise to close down the jet. So should we do another podcast?
1: yeah let's do one talk to you next time
0: yeah we'll see you in a bit